and now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. Time to start the bird seed. Watch out for the seagulls. Oh, my head! Are you okay? United Healthcare helps connect you to care whenever you need it. Like video chatting with a doctor right from your phone. So I don't need stitches? Nope. Just put some antibiotic cream on it. Great. Thank you, doctor. United Healthcare. Health plan benefits may vary. Do you believe in ghosts? Well, we are back. Ghost Stories, the podcast, here with another spooky story for you. And this week's one is particularly good about a family that moves into a house and the scary occurrences that happen. Uh, Before we continue, though, I apologize. I'm in a makeshift studio in my kitchen right now uh, with a cat walking around me and a dishwasher going on in the background. So if you hear anything uh, unusual, it's not quite a specter or a ghoul or a ghost or anything like that. It is simply just the dishes being cleaned. Uh, But yeah, if you enjoy the show, make sure to click subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't already. Uh, Drop us a review because that really helps us go up the rankings. And make sure to follow us on facebook.com forward slash ghost stories the podcast for updates on future episodes. Um, Even if the page seems a bit dormant, we promise we do update it when we can. uh, Trying to do our best there. Uh, You may also notice through the Facebook page we added a few updates about what's coming up the rest of the season and planning for season six. But I'll talk a bit more about this at the end, so make sure to stick around for that. So yeah, sit back and enjoy A Crying Boy. In 1997, after saving for some time, I moved my wife and my two daughters into the suburbs of Baltimore, Maryland. The house in particular was a large duplex with friendly, inviting neighbours and a generally warm atmosphere. The history of the house, though, was never explained to me thoroughly by the manager, but didn't bug me in the slightest. The first several weeks passed by, and really with no dilemmas at all, as we managed to unpack and set up our belongings rather quickly, and my wife would call me at work just to tell me how great the new home was, and boasting about the easy living, which included enough rooms for us all, and of course a pool out back, and I would just smile and think how great it was and agree. Now my daughters, they also loved the house and found plenty of games to play around in the large space available. The two slept in the same room together near ours, so they could easily access us in case of an emergency. By the fifth or maybe the sixth week living there, uh, the two came storming into our bedroom late one night, both claiming to hear a little boy crying in the next bedroom window. My wife and I both exchanged confused and frightened looks but proceeded to examine their room. It was relatively empty, save for a few toys lying around. We, we heard it, Daddy, they both exclaimed. Heard, heard what? I asked, puzzled. 
They both began to describe the boy, taking it in turns to describe how he sounded afraid the way he was just crying through the night. Even singing to himself quietly at one point, I peered out the window and turned my gaze downwards. Nothing. I exchanged them both confused looks and decided it was best for them to sleep between my wife and I in our bedroom. They nodded in agreement as we tucked them in. Granted, I was unable to fall asleep for a while, but eventually I drifted off an hour or so after, throughout which I did not hear any of the mysterious crying. After drifting off, a dream began. However, I found myself in this open field that was bound and plentiful with wheat. I shoved through the tall grass and our new house eventually came into view, but the houses that would normally be around it were not visible. I entered the threshold and saw that the house was empty and that pieces of furniture had been randomly stacked on top of each other. Odd, I thought. I made my way out and turned my attention to the bottom of the swimming pool, which a young boy lay in the fetal position. The boy promptly disappeared and reappeared before me on dry land. The boy, who was around six or seven years of age, and dressed in rusty overalls and a striped tee, slowly looked up at me, his misty eyes staring right up into mine. Despite this outward appearance, he seemed friendly, and I personally thought that he might be frightening at all. Who are you? I nervously asked, clenching my hands in disbelief. I'm sorry? The boy responded. It's okay, I replied back, patting him on the shoulder. We talked for a while and he seemed content during the conversation, almost pleased I was with him. At this point, he grabbed my hand and began to mutter, just gibberish under his breath. I stood motionless and urged him to quit, but he seemed to have entered somewhat possessed state and strange words became louder, almost as if he was talking in tongues. Where is she? He suddenly asked, his face now wrinkled up in anger. He repeated this several times. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Each time, his grip became stronger around my hand. I don't know, I snapped back, attempting to break free of his iron grip to no avail. He remained silent at this point and continued to strengthen his grip, becoming more and more persistent by the expression on his face. After an intense struggle, I pulled my arm free and pushed him away, making a beeline for the front door and making no stops to look behind. I finally exited the door and ran out the fields. The house was now lit aflame and I could see the boy screaming in agony from one of the windows upstairs. I felt guilty and ashamed, but I could not do anything to help the boy. I awoke with a jolt into the dark of the night, breathing heavily and sweating intensely. It also woke my wife, and she did her best to calm me down. What happened? Did you have a nightmare? She inquired. Yeah, I, th I think so, I replied. Just go back to sleep, she said. We'll talk about it in the morning. We managed to fall back asleep shortly afterwards, and I could not recall any more dreams that night. The next morning, something in me knew I had to go speak to the manager about the history of this building. So I went and saw him and uh, asked him the question. He, he went white with a, a look of despair in his face, and he finally decided to reveal all. He told me that the building once burst into flames some 20-something years prior due to uh, an accident of unknown cause. Possibly arson, possibly an electrical fault, but they're, they're to this day not sure why. But why do you want to know? Did you read something in, in an old newspaper, or was it speaking to a neighbor, he inquired? 
So I decided to tell him about my dream, about the boy and the, the house went down in flames. Obviously quite spooked myself that we were living in a house that had previously been the victim of such a tragic event. And afterwards he just stared at me. He said, well, I've not told you the whole story. The house being burnt down was in the worst part of this tragic event. One of the past owner's son, they actually died trapped in an upstairs bedroom and, and firefighters could do nothing about it. As he stared blankly at me, he said the house was rebuilt, but some say it's remained exactly the same. Well, how about that? What a, what a spooky story. And the first time I read it, I had a few theories. I was wondering if one of them, maybe the man had seen the story about his house before and not realized it was that place. So it was embedded in his in his mind, in the back of his mind, so when he dreamt about the house, um, he didn't, it was kind of calling on a story that he'd seen before, subconsciously. But then on the other hand, how would that explain the crying boy that his daughters heard that night? So a lot of unexplained things, but what you need to do now is have your say, so make sure you go to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash ghost stories of the podcast and you could vote for if you think a crying boy was based in fact or a pure work of fiction uh, and that poll should be going up a day or two after the story comes out but yeah the podcast we had a bit of a mid-season break where we did some planning deciding what we're gonna have coming up next based on all the comments and and messages you've all been sending us which we really appreciate uh, so to give you a quick update so season five uh, we're going to have 11 more episodes and we ha- also have on top of that a finale special that we should hopefully be doing. We're kind of wrapping up the finer details of so that should be really cool. Uh, we're going to take a little a little break after those come out over the, the coming weeks and then we are going to be working on season six. Uh, but as part of season six, something that many of you have messaged about, we really appreciate and think it's an amazing opportunity if people want to get involved this way is a Patreon page. So for season six, we're actually going to launch our first our first Patreon. Uh, instead of a monthly model, we're likely going to go for a pay-per-episode-up uh, model. So you can donate however much you want per episode. Even if it's just a, a dollar, that would be immensely appreciated and, and just fantastic. It would help the podcast a lot. Uh, but what we'll do is we're going to launch the Patreon page by the final episode of season five so that you have a whole the whole gap between season five and six to decide if you want to get involved uh no pressure but you know the the more support you give us the more content we're able to put out essentially um also on top of that we've mentioned before the facebook community so we're pretty much there ready to launch it uh we're going to iron out a few things and probably in the next few episodes start to to put that out our facebook page is growing bit by bit and uh yeah, we think having the opportunity for our listeners to interact with each other and, and share stories there would be uh, would be really cool. So keep an eye out for this and make sure when you're sharing the podcast to tell your friends and family to follow the Facebook page as well if they do in fact use Facebook. Um, I think I'm going to call it there as you can hear. Well, you may not be able to hear. I'm, I'm in a, my makeshift studio in the kitchen today recording this. So my dishwasher is running. The cat's been coming in and out. Um, it's no hint of a of a ghost or anything behind me that you're hearing uh but yeah so keep an eye out for our next episode coming soon and don't stop asking do you believe in ghosts <laughs>